Hi, everybody. Yeah, it's a bit weird uh, thinking about what I've done versus what you're trying to do. So I'm, I'm a bit worried that I'm just going to talk stuff that's not going to be interesting to you, but that's just going to try to keep me uh, on the straight and narrow. So, yeah, I, um, yeah, I was at Unilever first, so I learned marketing there. I was in a band so I did that for a bit and then uh but that inevitably failed unfortunately and uh I went back into marketing so yeah Coca-Cola where I worked mainly on energy drinks like Relentless and Monster and stuff and then Coca-Cola and then Samsung so I guess my fascination with system one is really because does everybody know what anybody not know what system one is by the way okay yeah let me just go backwards then is I uh, I did a psychology degree which I loved and obviously I'm quite sort of into music so the sort of the the combination of art and science is the sort of the was what I suppose got me into marketing in the first place and in your brain um, you, we all like to think that we're very rational beings and we uh, process information in a linear fashion and uh, business is kind of set up to make you believe that that's the way the way we write powerpoints the way we do sell-in presentations the way we interview people you're all thinking that everything you write down is going to be absorbed in a very methodical fashion and then a rational decision we made well as you can probably tell that's completely the opposite and uh, our brains are wired in a phenomenally different way to that in that we've got a monkey brain which is what we kind of are born with uh, and it's only until you're about four years old that the neocortex starts growing and developing on top of that and that monkey brain with various organisms like uh, sorry areas not organisms areas like the amygdala in there are fundamentally they get all the blood supply faster quicker and it just it, it, they react far uh quicker and uh more effectively then and, and then your neocortex is left to try to post rationalize why you just did what you did and then you end up with why we've got trump in power why you've got brexit why we don't really listen to anything about giving up smoking or doing the diet or, or so many things just you know are, are because of that we don't listen to rational stuff so but marketing uh, well business for a start being financially led ultimately is incredibly system two. So system one refers to the the fast thinking, the instinctive thinking, the emotional thinking. System two refers to the stuff which is mainly the neocortex stuff, which is the, the more considered, the more rational, the more you'd hope more considered and to some extent more humane. So the system one can be incredibly horrible. It can be all the anger and the fear and the hatred but it can also it's also where all the love and the passion and the desire resides so it's, it's definitely what makes you human <laughs> so brands that have done well are generally because they have harnessed with creativity the the the, the positive or even the negative sides of your your monkey brain basically i guess I don't think that most people have done that by design. It's happened by accident. Because, as I say, when you end up in a meeting full of business people, they end up whipping out a PowerPoint or uh, Excel spreadsheets. And it, you're not talking in that, in that language whatsoever. So what I was trying to do at Samsung was uh, 
not only bring this system one thinking to light in terms of understanding, making sure people in my team understood the cognitive biases that we all are born with and how that uh, affects decision making and how we as marketeers can talk to people to either take advantage, in inverted commas, in a nice way, uh, or be aware of how what you're trying to do is going to be completely ignored because of cognitive biases. For instance, all of the tech spec kind of advertising, it just goes completely over people's heads. Nobody gives gives a shit. And that is why most people who have bought into Apple will never consider switching into anything else because they are fundamentally comfortable, cognitively comfortable with their, their current status quo with Apple because it fits with their emotional state. They haven't interrogated it uh, rationally um, and they don't need to because nothing has disrupted them to, to feel that they have to. Anyway, the whole point of this, I think, from your points of view is when you're starting your own businesses is that you're going to be very, my observation is that when you're starting up, just like with big companies, you're focused on numbers, you're focused on success and ROI. I think the lady who was talking uh, when I, when you were the first speaker uh, was very much talking about ROI and the HelloFresh stuff. It's a bane of, of a business life. And as a marketeer, it's the antithesis of why you even wanted to get into it in the first place because you just wanted to make nice adverts and mess around with colours and drawing. But um, the... Uh, not really. But uh, the... Uh, I suppose the bottom line is is that you can I think there's a delusion about how particularly with the the importance or the prominence of performance marketing digital marketing nowadays about how if you do this in a very linear formulaic fashion then it will spit out a thing at the end which is your sales and your demand generation and your whatever and yes there is always going to be that part of it but if you ignore the the building of the emotional relationship uh, which is what a brand fundamentally encompasses, then you are open to losing any kind of competitive advantage that you may have because ultimately anybody can come along, copy what you're doing, do it cheaper, do it better, do it quicker with better customer service. You know, Apple would have lost their lead years ago if they didn't have people locked in to their brand because they don't have any of those superiorities. And are there any ways which maybe is counterintuitive, because if it's our monkey brain, it's perhaps our unthinking, our untrained brain, but are there ways in which you try to train people using that system one brain or processes that you build in that people could perhaps take away or bring to their own companies? I don't think there are any real off-the-shelf things, but I, I, what we try to do, you know, for instance, when I'm running a department, you kind of with the HR team you kind of do a trawl of training companies and they're all blowing back case studies of companies that you know Unilever did 20 years ago it's like oh well in Purcell when we did you know uh, if dirt is good blah 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 and you're just like I was there I don't need you to you know, it's not that I, I'm important but it's just more that you know they are they are 20 years 10 years behind anyway so what we worked out the best thing to do was to go to an academic kind of route and uh we found uh, some cognitive neuroscientists who were working at uh, UCL who were doing consulting in this. So we got this chap who was a really awesome uh, communicator as well, luckily, to go through all, nearly all of the cognitive biases, of which there are about 50-odd, and uh, 
you know, attempt to start people thinking in that way. Uh, so that not only would it be how you start writing communications briefs and how you start to uh, develop uh, and feedback on the creative that you're getting back and the communications, but also it's how you're talking to each other in the office. Because if, if you're talking as humans, dressing like yourselves, the culture of what you're doing, you're you know you're you're humanizing what you're doing versus trying to turn it into this corporate kind of bullshit one of the things that i've probably also done with a couple of you in this room that i like to do especially when you've got you know business where there's multiple stakeholders um that you have to speak to is is actually break down what are the emotional and rational drivers for every single one of those stakeholders or customers or investors or whomever it is that you're trying to speak to because you'll find that there are there are similarities or there are sort of parallels that can be matched across them and then actually when you're trying to level it up and think about you know that overarching positioning or purpose there will be a unifying proposition across all of those things. Also in terms of, I'm sure you have, but for people who want to do a bit more reading into the, the system one, system two choice, definitely pick up Kahneman's thinking fast and slow. Um, if you haven't, see lots of people writing down. Um, it's excellent. I am guilty of falling into every single one of the traps of the fast brain. So it's like, you know, they say, oh, and when Moses goes into the art two by two, I'm, I just read that and I'm like, yeah, because it's so familiar, that's right. And it's like, no, 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 it was Noah that went into the ark. I totally fucked that up. Um, so it was a good lesson for me actually that I probably need to engage my system to brain um, a little bit more but actually just I quickly I guess in the the background in psychology did anybody do anyone who's working in marketing do a degree in psychology or anything like that one Jordan so I think it's fascinating that more of us don't because really it is all psychology and, and you know, kind of to your point, but and it's sort of evil, but but what we're trying to do is make people take an action, right? And there are emotional um, reasons around why people will or will not take an action always. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the it is evil in the sense, if you want to look at it like, you know, you're, you're controlling people's behavior, but doesn't every human... Every you're born trying to do that, you know. When you're crying for milk, you're trying to control your parents' baby. I'm, I've just had a fucking baby. I'm in seven weeks in, <laughs> so it's not it's not really evil because it's what we do. That's what communication is, isn't it? So, and you're all in business to try to make a bit of money, and in order to do that, you want to communicate with people to change their behaviour. So you can be all conspiracy theory about it if you want, but uh, we are. Our species is what we are, and we are born with the biology in our brain we've got. Quick question. Learnings going from a brand like Coca-Cola to Samsung. Coca-Cola, everyone looks at it from the outside, I think, with positivity, just like you would do with Apple. But, you know, like any company like that, when you're on the inside, there are major, major problems. So Coke's major, major problem is, apart from... Because I, I left in 2014. Since then, it's become you know, sugar tax and the plastic and water. You know that has just become a tsunami of shit that they've had to deal with. But winding back to when it was a pre pre heat of that stuff, they were not recruiting young adults to buy Coke. You know, it was an aging brand. So you can look at it as a sort of a, a, a almost a case study of how how they have not modernized and have not remained relevant weirdly but you can't knock it because it's scale and it's uh you know what it has done in the past but coke versus pepsi weirdly if you look at it from a corporate standpoint which 
I don't normally do, but PepsiCo owns a whole load of food companies. So its portfolio is much more balanced. So therefore, on the, from, from an outlook going forward, they are much better set up to do it because Pepsi versus Coke is one thing, but it's a mine, much smaller part of their ongoing future. The lessons from Coca-Cola to then Samsung? Initially, Samsung was... It wasn't a bad brand. It was just a nothing. You know, it could have been... When I turned up, it was, like I said, it could be anything. It could be Pioneer, JBC, any Far Eastern brand on a black box of of tech. And they were not particularly amused by the observation. <laughs> but uh, nevertheless, it's true. So, you, could, you know, the research showed it. And particularly with millennials and young younger adults, the brand love scores versus Apple are stark. And therefore, the loyalty is that brand love creates is stark. So when it does come time to switch or update, upgrade your device, Apple's loyalty is like a 95%, whereas Samsung was down at 63 and it was doing all this churning stuff. But once you got that message across, it was really great to be able to then make some major changes and start to... I mean, one of the best things that we did was get permission to do an ad, which was all system one. It was, I don't know if you remember it, but there was an ostrich in a who put on a VR headset and then learnt to fly with an Elton John track. I don't know if you... But yeah, that, we got that away, and it was one of the highest testing... Ad, it was the most popular advert in the UK in uh, 2017. So going from complete shit advertising of spinning devices and no differentiation to having done that, I was particularly happy and to have been involved with. Thank you. Massive clap for Sam. Thank you very much.